Hi, everybody. We are with Ari today. I will say the last name, <laughs> but she will. So Ari has been a member of Miss Tech since 2014, and she's one of the main uh, success stories that I know from from the beginning of Mistech. So I'm very glad to talk to you today and share your uh -huh. story from the beginning and how you got involved. So um, welcome to the show, Mistech Show. Thank you, um, Nelly. <laughs> um, so share with us a little bit about how you got involved with Mistech uh, and why. Okay. You know, this is all honestly brings back a lot of good memories to me. So I'm glad that we're doing this. I was born and raised in Bali, Indonesia, right? And I think you you know this, and a lot of people that I met through Mistech also know that. But what they don't know is that I love Bali, even though it's beautiful, it's great, I love the beaches and all that <laughs> nice tropical experience, mainly simply because I did not get the resources I needed to grow you know, me, myself, and my own professional development as a woman entrepreneur. And when my husband... Um, you know, Peter, he's also my business partner. He asked me whether or not I could consider coming to the U.S., right, <clears throat> to build a life here and also potentially for me to just learn a lot more things in the U.S. And I feel like, yes, of course, I think that's where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. So in 2011, basically when I moved from Bali to Chicago, I did not know anyone Aside from my husband's side of the family, his friends and everything. I mean, that's a good start, but I felt like you will feel that you want to have your own network, your own friends, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know where to start. So what I ended up doing is that I was challenging myself. Okay, let's just go to a lot of different events and things like that. It was very scary for me, um, but I pushed through anyway because I believe that I will be able to meet, you know, like-minded women, like-minded people that will help me along the way. And I did. So in 2014, Natalie, can't believe 2014 is like so long ago. It was like more <laughs> than what, five years or so ago. I can't even remember now. So on that year, I joined a um, startup. Was it a startup weekend? I think, yeah, startup weekend. I'm not sure if you remember with startup weekend. Yeah. Um, so they did a event exclusively for women entrepreneurs. So they mm -hmm. have the women edition for that day. And I was just like checking it out to see what it is. I did not know what I was getting myself into. And on that day, I realized I was supposed to be in a team, right? For the weekend to build something together with mm -hmm. the assigned team. So um, I did not know what I was expecting, but still I felt like it was a good opportunity to connect, to mingle, to meet people and stuff like that. One of my mentor actually was one of the judges and she introduced me to Nicole Yeary and she told me all about, you know, Miss Tech and everything. And I felt like, that's really cool. I didn't know about this, you know, this particular organization exists in Chicago, but then again, I didn't look. However, good thing that I ended up, you know, get connected with Nicole because I was already intrigued about the Miss Tech. I want to learn more. And I made, um, you know, I made a note to myself. I'm going to have to check this out next week and maybe like, you know, attend the events or whatnot. What I did know is that my group, my little group in this um, startup weekend ended up becoming the winner. Like the first oh my God. winner of the actual competition. And one of the That's perks amazing. that we got, yeah, I was blown away. Uh -huh. Um one of the perks that we got, or the I guess like the 
price that we got is actually to um, receive a year of membership from Stack. I was like, what a coincidence. <laughs> I was going to join anyway, right? So yeah. that was the beginning when I learned all about Stack, what Nicole is doing to help other you know, women in tech um, do business and business women do tech. And I just felt like I finally find a place for me to really meet the type of woman that I truly want to connect with. So I did um, attend many of their events. And I remember, you know, that time I was still working at Sears, right? So I was <laughs> working at Sears as a designer. Um, and I was also working part-time for my own business. My husband is in it for the full time, but I wasn't able to commit to that simply because we needed the funds to channel into the business. So I had to like go out there and get a job to help support that. Mm-hmm. However, though, with that, I was able to use my own lunch hour to attend a lot of like mistech lunch and learn events. So yeah, that's I how I was able to use it. Remember that? Yeah, I remember the lunches. It was um, back in the day. I think a few members have mentioned that how useful they were. And oh, you're yeah. going to share a little bit of what was your experience too. Yes. You know, every single time I would go to the lunch and learn events, I always try to make it right because it's once a month, I believe back then. Um, and every single time they host it, there's always a new topic that they would discuss, whether it's related to, you know, how do you leverage uh, your branding for your business or how do you, you know, find the right CTO, where to find them and things like that. So there's a lot of different, you know, topics that are very much useful for me um, to just get exposed to or just like meet who the speaker in that particular topic. Uh, but even more is the people who are actually attending these events. I got to meet, you know, Riva from startup, um, digital startups, and um, Kelly as well. I met through these, you know, lunch and lunches. Yeah, and I met you as well, right? Through these lunch and I learn. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like all our offices were nearby, uh, exactly. 1871, and we just walked yes. to, to the yes. lunch and learn. So it's it, it, honestly a great experience for me simply because I was able to utilize it as you know a way for me to meet new people, right? Especially who are relevant in the tech space. Yeah. So yeah, I remember that a few people mentioned that and how that's how we connected in the first place when those yeah. were going on. And uh, we didn't know we're trying to make friends, at least within the, you know, the circle of our job related field or our startup, our side gig. And that was a perfect place to just have that conversation Agreed. and be comfortable about being uncomfortable <laughs> and all those uh, baby steps, you know, towards building a company. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I believe that you mentioned um, you left Sears and started your own company. Was that um, towards like a couple of years within the making? How long did it take you to just jump, do the jump? You know, it was a while. So 2011, right? When I got here, I got married. And then my husband immediately asked me whether or not I want to be his business partner for the better or for worse. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably not the best uh, move, but our first year was a hot mess. And I think that is part of the reason why I ended up, you know, um, getting an actual job at Sears simply because I needed the funds, right? I also needed to build my own network. I felt like I was lacking so many different areas before building the business. Um, and I felt like I needed to put all of these things together first before I can jump back in again to the business full time. So 
um, like you said, we were all hustling. We were doing, you know, an actual corporate job and then have something on the side, which exactly what I did as well in the past. So from 2012, I believe, until I would say 2016, I spent all of those time building um, my network, you know, meeting people um, through the lunch and learns and everything, connecting with people um, at different networking events. And I would say through all of these connections that I made, and even, you know, all the women that I met through Mistech, they honestly point me to so many different places to connect me with so many different types of people that eventually all of these become the snowball effect on me, on my company, right? So yeah, it would, it actually did took almost what, four to five years for me to finally be able to say, I can't do this anymore. I got to pick. Yeah, right? one or the other. Exactly. And I think for me, it's not just because I felt like there is, you know, there is a growth in the company, but also there is a growth in my personal life as well. I was pregnant in, I think, yeah, 2015 to 2016. And I felt like I needed to really prioritize what I truly want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, you know, having that nice paycheck every single two weeks and things like that is amazing. Um, when I told my husband, I think I'm ready to just leave Sears and then, you know, come back in full time with Sakalafia so that we can build it together. And he was like, no, don't say goodbye to your <laughs> paycheck. It was hard, though. It was I think it's hard. the hardest thing because it's like uh, the hanging carrot, you know, you're like always yes. going each week to work just for that paycheck. Yeah. And then that, yeah. that's a very safe path. But then doing the jump, I think that's the hardest part, you know, like, you know, going into the unknown of not only what's going to happen, but also where is my money going to come from, you know, for my everyday living expenses. Yeah. Taking that leap, right. So scary, but you know, I feel like all of us probably already know the answer, right. When we are faced with this, your heart already tells you, and you got probably already like screaming, like just do it already. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You will figure it out. But I would also say, you know, without having a proper plan, that might be something that contribute to maybe you feeling not confident about it, or maybe feel just like keep dragging it, you know, a long time. But I would also say, really think about what is it that you truly want to do? And how are you going to make that happen? Even though you don't have all the answers right now, that's perfectly fine. But as long as you have, you know, some funding um, for yourself for the next six months or to a year, start from there and also have this plan. What are you going to do to make that growth, you know, keep happening for the business? True. And now that you're mentioning your company, do you want to share a little bit more of uh, actually, I mean, what do you do and what was your business about to make sure that the listeners understand, you know, this is the industry I went in and I went all in and just to have that um, background. Sure. Okay. The thing is, in my opinion, you know, with all of this, right, I felt like my offerings in my business is all digital thing. I think in a way, because it's so, um, you know, so tied up very closely with all things digital and technology, I think it makes it a lot easier for me to, I guess you can say kind of like dabble and um, not <laughs> dabble, like dabble in it and um, kind of like you know, like multitasking, 
all the time, right? Because everything is on the digital side. If you were to actually have, um, let's just say, you know, non-digital products or not related um, tightly to tech, that might come a little bit harder for you to either jump into or there's a lot more planning that needs to be done. But, you know, my company, Scalofia, we primarily work with women-led brands. And what we typically do for them is to help them um, create a foundation for their brand so that they know how to really connect with their audience, um, leverage the, you know, messaging that they need to really share in their communication, but also preparing all of the experiences and different touch points that they have online. So that also includes all things in the e-commerce side points or even like web application. And again, all things digital, right? Yeah. So um, I feel like, you know, when you create, you know, digital or even like remote type of companies, especially with what we're experiencing in the pandemic, it's a lot easier to manage because all you need technically is just the technology or the internet, mm-hmm. right? Whereas all the other types of business that maybe has, you know, brick and mortar and things like that or retail, that's a little bit harder to pivot because you have a lot more to worry about and you have a lot more liabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. <laughs> yeah, it was more like, um, the digital world that, uh, you mentioned your company, I believe is, uh, most branding, uh, yeah. and the, how you present your company to the world. So I was very inspired yes. by that. I remember we worked in one of my logos for one of my companies yes, <laughs> back did. when I had my first startup, I believe. And that was like a very, even though I knew marketing it's very hard to like, take it, you know, take it apart. And then, yeah. you know, those questions that you ask, like, um, about your identity as a person first mm-hmm. and how do you see your brand? And then you have to detach from your brand to, to have that. Uh, this is a brand. This is me. You know, we might mm-hmm. have very similar values, but, um, what's my brand? So I think that that question mm-hmm. that when you asked me that, I was like, well, I truly don't know, but that gets you thinking. So, I think I think I like the exploration piece when you and I went through it together, and mm-hmm. many of us that just want to start working and jump at it, you know, we don't even think about who we are. We're just gonna start doing, 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 and building. And I think having you within the team was very helpful to to have that, you know, like hold on for a second, you know, define who yeah. you are. How do you want to be known in the world? At least your brand, and yes. getting through that. Um, thinking process that sometimes we skip and I think that has a lot of consequences (laughs) when you define that I'm so glad that you actually bring that up you know this is not you know your experience I think it's a lot of other people's experience as Mm -hmm. well when they come up with an idea come up with a business um, you know ideas as well and things like that they often forget a couple of things number one how is your own value contribute to your business right? Contribute to the idea that you're trying to pitch, whatever you want to mm-hmm. pitch it to, you know, the consumer or even like investors or whatnot. I think we tend to forget like, what are we truly trying to do and how does this even relate it to you? What makes you the person to do this particular job, right? And I think the brand mm-hmm. story and even like the personal values that can be attached to this communication or narrative can be so powerful mm-hmm. and that's what people actually love to buy into and even investor buy into this vision that you truly have for yourself and why are you doing this in the market right instead of letting somebody else go with it mm-hmm. um and then the second one is to really have a clear understanding like who it is that you're targeting right i yeah. would say so <laughs> Very important question. 
Exactly. <laughs> so many of us would say like, oh, I'm targeting X, Y, and Z type of client or X, Y, and Z type of consumer. But that was just so broad. Sometimes they would say like, okay, woman between 30 to 55. But who are these people? Like, what does their life look like? And yeah. I know they're women, but <laughs> what kind of woman? <laughs> and then in what, you know, what is their life right now? And where are they in their journey? Are they, you know, just got married? Or did they actually just maybe, um, you know, wanted to actually build a family in, in the process of getting pregnant? Mm-hmm. Who are they? Yeah. So I think having those, you know, too deep understanding will, will give you a lot more clarity in where you can go with your business idea and marketing it. Yeah, because I think uh, that's so true. At the beginning, we were trying to aim for everybody. And I think when you throw the nets to everybody, you don't pick anybody, <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> you end up with like, oh, it's empty. I don't understand what's not working about my messaging. And yeah. that's very important. I, is that something that, that's the, that you enjoy most about your work? Would you say that? That getting into yes. exploration mode for yes. the entrepreneurs? I love it when we start digging into you know, things that get buried under, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time people will come to us with a very surface level information, right? Mm-hmm. They want like X, Y, and Z, and then we want to do X, we want to target this. But when we come to like foundational questions, like, okay, how is this really going to impact you in the long run? Or, you know, do your customers really want this? How do you yeah. know that, right? And then- why are we even doing this? Is there like a real problem here? And sometimes you forget like, you know, there is or there are essential questions you need to answer first before throwing in multiple solutions at somebody, yeah. right? So true. I, I love that process simply because you get the brainstorming session and also the information that you gather through all of these you know, the session is just incredible because it gives the founders or even the business owners a time to just like step back for a mm-hmm. little bit, right? And to really look at everything in completely different perspective. Because yeah. you got to admit, I mean, I do this myself too. We, as a business owner, we are stuck in our own jar, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then to have somebody else looking into um, our jar label, they are able to see it. Whereas us, we, we were like, we see it every in day it. in and out. Exactly. And where it's like, we don't even see anything, you know, that we see every day. It's like nothing stands yes. out unless somebody else takes a look at it. Yes. What, what would you say that related to your work or personal? It's your biggest accomplishment. Maybe a brand oh that you took from one point <laughs> to the other, or just you as, yes. uh, in, you know, in your growth uh, as a business owner. Oh, man. This is always the hardest question for me. I feel like every single time I work with, you know, any woman-led brands, it's truly an amazing experience because we were able to see the transformation, right? From them Mm -hmm. just having the idea and then having something tangible or even finally having either a a turn point where they see big growth in their business. All of those is always amazing for me. uh, And those, I feel like a great accomplishment, but you know... (laughs) This month is International Women's Month, right? And a few days ago, we celebrated International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. I was really thrilled and completely surprised that my face was featured in the Times Square billboard a few days ago. Oh my God. And I didn't yeah. even know that. I saw your post. <laughs> yes, you saw that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was quite a big surprise to me. And I would say that is a big accomplishment. For me, I feel like 
when my husband told me this, right, Ari, not many people can claim that their face is being featured in Times <laughs> Square. I was like, I know, isn't that crazy? But sometimes I personally feel maybe this is a woman thing. I don't know. How about you? But sometimes I feel like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a billboard. The thing is, I've oh, never yeah. been to New York. I've yeah. never been to New York, Natalie, so I didn't know. Your face made it first. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? And then, and then you sometimes just feel like, oh, it's just something normal, and you don't celebrate the wins. You gotta celebrate the wins. Yes, a hundred percent. And yeah, we minimize our accomplishment, and maybe that's why. Yeah. We perhaps don't know how many accomplishments we achieve every year, every week, yes. because we're like, oh, it's just the everyday. Like everybody does this. Yeah. And then we're like. Wait, no, nobody, like, like you, when I saw your post, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. I was like, I didn't even think about that as a, as a goal, you know, like, I yeah. think that's, that's so awesome. How, how do you end up uh, there? Like, was that through connections, through an event, yes. through like, you know, your everyday work, you're, I feel like I see you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like with the, within the community, you know? Thank you. So I'm part of another woman group called Entrepreneurista. They mm-hmm. wanted to create some sort of like, um, campaign around International Women's Day, and I was happened to be one of their members. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out. No, they reached out to me, and I filled out something for them. I thought they were just going to share this in their social media. Uh-huh. I didn't know that they were actually going to be <laughs> the campaign on a big billboard. So that was a nice surprise. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So I think networking and being connected, you know, within the community with the right yeah. people, I think, is so important. And I think that's one of the biggest the biggest emphasis we do because um, sometimes we don't know what we are doing every day. We're so buried into our own business that we forget mm-hmm. to talk to others or, com- you know, participate yeah. in other community events or other community groups. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, mes- the most important things, at least for me, because you get connected with so many other amazing women, not, not only mm-hmm. around Chicago, yeah. but around the world. And then look, yes. like those opportunities that present themselves without you even asking. I think that's all about connections. It is. You know, I underestimate the power of connections. And when people say it's your network is your network, it's yeah. it's completely true. I was honestly sad that I took it for granted in my first few years here in the US, but you know, it's never too late, right? You can yeah. always start today. Reach out to maybe local groups around your area and just like see who's in the community and then start from there. You'll be amazed in you know, the type of people who will be willing to open doors for you or even like introduce you to somebody else who might be a, a relevant people that you want to target maybe or people you actually want to get business from. You never know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, I think I, that same way I've met so many people that I didn't even, maybe were not related to my field, but yeah. I like I still like chatting with everybody about what they do and how they got to where they are today. So I think that's my biggest curiosity. That's my question number one. Uh, when I meet a new yeah. person, I'm like, oh, cool. So what do you do and how do you get where you are right now? Like success stories. I lo- I'm all about success stories because I think that's the biggest learning, yeah. a case study uh, of how, you know, the how. At least, you know, when you know the why, you have the wrap, you know, you know the end goal, but the how yeah. is the, you know, the everyday feel that gets you there. So Interesting. I, I love I love that piece. Like I ask everybody that question <laughs> to, yeah. to get to know them, you know, because then there you can find a lot of the their values, their mm-hmm. you know, that how they their culture, how they operate, what's important to them. And I think with the noise today in the world, you want to connect with those mind like you know, like-minded people that either share some some of your values or yeah. 
you know, you, you're standing for a cause of some mm-hmm. sort. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to make money, but there's, you know, different ways to do it within, oh my you goodness, know, following yes. some ethics. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And I agree with what you mentioned. I think the biggest part about connecting with others, and especially when you start building your own network or, you know, generally building a relationship, right? Yeah. You have to be a person who are interested in others, right? Yeah. It's not about you trying to be an interesting people. No, you have to be interested in others. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, with many groups, I think I think I'm, I'm part of many groups as well. And the first thing, like, hey, nice to meet you, shake your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing they do is sell you something they're doing or uh, tell you what they do and how they do it better no. than anybody else. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome, thanks for sharing that. But they never ask you, what do you do? Or I mean, I, I'm not saying never, but usually, you know, people are just like, you mm-hmm. elevator pitch, but then very few are actually, what can I do for you? You know, uh, is there anything yeah. I can help? And I think that's, that was the main initiative for mistake asking first, uh, what can mm-hmm. we do for you as a community and as every person that is a member of the of the of the group, uh, and yeah. then seeing if we can if there's a pattern that we can maybe find a solution for and help mm-hmm. more than one person, maybe ten, you know, at the same time mm-hmm. based on listening. Yeah. And I think that's what I got the most from you, like the listening piece um, that perhaps I didn't have before. I didn't know I was going a, a thousand miles per hour, and I, and then you're like, stop, stop, stop. Let's think about your brand, but we have to like, you know, break it down. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like a homework. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it was very, very helpful. I mean, your I'm niche. glad. I'm yeah. glad. Uh, in, in this, um, changing a little bit of the topic for um, who do you admire? Like, who was your biggest inspiration that you're like, I want to be like this person? Or yeah. I want my business to be like this this one right here. And, and then why? Yeah. Oh, you know, when I was growing up in Bali, it was really hard for me, mainly because I don't see role model beyond my mom, right? Or, you know, my immediate family. So when I got asked this question, I honestly don't know how to answer. But mm-hmm. here's what I'm going to tell you. Over the past couple of years, I have a better idea of where I wanted to go. And For me, I don't think there is like one particular person that I truly look up to. I feel like there are like a collection of different brands or, uh, you know, people who are leading specific industry and things like that. And to me, my current vision is to be like an agency called Huge Inc. I think it's huge. Yeah, I think their name is huge. Um, So H-U-G-E. When I grow up, right, in terms of like my business, uh-huh. when it yeah. grow up, I want it to be like that. Maybe okay. not as close and as for big as what huge really is, but at least, you know, somewhere along that trajectory, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. So for me to be able in a position or in a place where I can finally see where I'm going is big, Natalie. I don't know if you always have that vision for yourself or for your business, but you know, for some people who are like me, who didn't have the opportunity or resources that we needed, you know, envision something bigger than themselves, yeah. it was a hard work because we have to change our mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That we we can go there. We are going to be able to do that. And to really let go of that limitation was really hard. Um, so I hope I kind of answer your question. And then the other thing too, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the professional woman network called chief so c h i 
EF. It's uh-huh. basically like a invite only um, community where a lot of different, you know, high profile women in it. And again, when I grow up, I wouldn't have been uh-huh. in it. In the <laughs> chief. I'm, I'm making yeah. notes right now. <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Okay, no, no, it's good because I, I believe that um, coming from another country is uh, such a big step first. Um, we're, we're not only like have a different language barrier in most cases, it's more about the, the mindset and how you come from your country and what the limitations there are. Perhaps here, mm-hmm. when you come to America, you're like, you can do whatever you want, you know, go and build, you know, build a company on your own. Yeah. And when you're in your country, it's so hard sometimes because of the politics of the, um, how they clip your wings on like, what well, this is what you can do, this is what you yes. can do, taxes, this and that. And they make it so complex that only like wealthy people can go and build it. Agreed. I think I feel like when you come here, it's more, I mean, you can do whatever you want and go, the sky's the limit. And yeah. you're like, well, wait, where do I start? And I think that's when um, it's most important to get those mentors and get all the inspiration, people that inspire you. And then you have kind of like a goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. when we're in our country, I think at least me, I could, you know, I can see myself being there and being a little more limited on resources and mindset. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's been like a blessing being, you know, here in Chicago and getting to know people from all over the world with different aspirations. And, you know, the, I think the starting point has been different for everybody, but, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the goal is very similar to, to everybody who wants to get there. So thanks for sharing that. Is, is there any like mentor in your life that help you like be like, Ari, you can do this, this and that. and you know, this is how anybody who will like impact your life in that way. Yes, there are a couple. Um, my very first mentor is actually Le- Emily Lonigro. She is the founder um, from Lamoured Studio, right? One of the top agency here in, in Chicago area. And that was honestly a true blessing for me because I think at a time I was starting a company in my work in our first year. And Emily was just like a, a, an introduction for another, you know, women in the class that I took for Business 101 from SCORE, right? So it was like such a small world. I feel like, you know, Chicago is such a small world. And I also feel like it's not just Chicago. I think this is happening everywhere where you meet like-minded people, right? They will feel your passion, they will mm-hmm. try their best to also yeah. connect you with the people they know in their network because they also want to see you succeed. I think that's just like, you know, the essence of characteristic of an entrepreneur, right? Because, okay, let's help other entrepreneurs to also get to where they want it to go. Um, and my second mentor is also a woman. Her name is Wendy Baum. Um, she is the founder of Epwing. So that's also another woman organization in downtown Chicago. I believe they have a couple of different chapters across the U.S. right now. And honestly, with these two women, like giving me all the advice I needed, mm-hmm. I just feel like, oh, my God, yes. Um, I feel like truly blessed simply because these are the women who have already done it, right? They already have a lot of mistakes that they have gone through. They're telling me what to do. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I was in my 20s when I was building Sigalovia. Um, and some of the advice that I got was very, very simple. Are you niche down or pick whoever it is that you truly want to target? Do not target everybody. 
And what did I do? I ignored it. Of course, right? I mean, such, <laughs> such a young, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, have to learn, to we have to start somewhere and learn. <laughs> I know. I feel like I just wanted to try to fail. I think that's basically what I was thinking. Um, yeah. But had I, you know, really listened to those, I'd probably be in a different place. But I'm still, to be honest with you, very much grateful for all the things that they share with me, you know, places that they guide me through and the connections that I got for them. It's blowing my mind um, at the time, but it is truly impactful for my own business. And the last person that I would say has a very huge impact on me um, in the past couple of years would be Chris Doe. So he is um, the mentor in the creative community space for agency owners, you know, creative entrepreneurs and everything. He has a very ambitious um, goal or I think mission, right? He's in, in current, his current mission right now is to really you know, help 1 billion people do what they love. So I think oh that's, my God, that's a huge amazing. goal. <laughs> it is. It is a huge goal. I'm pretty sure he's going to hit it. Um, but, you know, he's been really sharing a lot of the, what I'd say, secrets of the creative entrepreneurs, right? When I started off my agency, I was really upset because nobody's sharing yeah. what we need to do in order to grow. Where do you get these clients? How do you talk to these clients? How do you prepare your sales pitch and everything as a, you know, creative entrepreneurs because apparently that's like the top secrets and whatnot um but he just like shared everything away on youtube and i was like oh my god is that how you really do it and you just learn from all of his insights and i was actually able to hire a lot more people because i followed his advice (laughs) so yeah those are you know three people that made big big impact in my journey yeah, I think it's very important to have um, a mentor, uh, especially, or somebody, you, you know, you follow. Uh, I think I read in a book um, that in, at all points of your life, you should have a mentor and a mentee, because as yes. you're learning, uh, you know, based on the information you've received, you also want to help some people that have been where you have been before. And having mm-hmm. that circle, of, you know, of, I want, will mentor somebody. And as I'm getting mentor, is you never stop learning. It's always exactly. like a cycle. Yes. I love that. Is there any sacrifices that you think you had to make in your life, either personal or professional, to achieve, you know, where you are today as, you know, a business owner, entrepreneur? Mm -hmm. What do you think you left behind, if anything? Oh, goodness. This is a very touchy (laughs) subject. But hey, I think we definitely need to talk about it. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is definitely I sacrifice a lot of my personal time with my family, right? I mean, none of my direct family is in the US. All of them are actually still living in Bali. And I think, you know, for those who come or, yeah, comes from different countries and have a lot of their family in another country, mm-hmm. that's hard, right? Because yeah. sometimes you were going to ask yourself, oh, I didn't have enough, you know, time to spend with my family, my my dad's birthday, my, you know, my mom's birthday, all that different things, it creep up to you because you feel guilty about it. Right. Um, And it, it still do makes me feel, you know, guilty, but um, I'm hoping that I will be able to travel sometime this year um, and make up for all those lost time. I'm coming with you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. Right. A little retreat. (laughs) I think you did that before. Right. Um, you did a prepare and organize a retreat to Bali yeah. and I missed it and hopefully it happens again. <laughs> I know we will certainly plan for that. I love it. I feel and like you come from the from a beautiful place. Like I, I know it's, it's right. maybe easy to go home. 
Yes, people so keep asking me, why do you stay in, in Chicago, especially during winter? Uh, but, you know, Natalie, your question really do struck me simply because, you know, there's a lot of things that we sacrifice as an entrepreneur, right? It could be, you know, our sleepless night. Yeah. It could be our own mental health sometimes, or even, you know, the quality time that we were supposed to um, give to our loved ones. So all of the mix of that three items I mentioned above is basically some of the things that I also sacrificed here and there, right? I'm trying to be, you know, better, obviously, as I get older and realizing like there's so much more to life than just work. Yeah. I think in my 20s, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to stay up until 2 a.m., you know, do this, do that. But then you have kids and you have a lot more responsibility, I guess, as an adult. You start really looking at your life and see how else can I, you know, use my time on earth mm-hmm. besides working, right? Besides making impact for obviously your customers, your client and whatnot. What about for you? So I often ask myself, okay, what do I want? Yeah. What work truly makes me feel fulfilled? Yes, the work makes me fulfilled, but what else? What else can make you feel happy and relaxed and truly enjoy the life that you have? Yeah, I like what you mentioned because it also has to do with first being a woman and then maybe the country that you were born a little bit more. Yeah. Certain countries are more, um, you know, women are raised in a certain way of not only, okay, independence is okay, but then you have, you know, your home and your kids, at least the Latin culture is like that. And yeah. then coming and then being born a woman. On top of that, you always carry for everybody else before yourself. And you never put the mask on yourself first, even though it's very necessary for you to (laughs) breathe before you go and help somebody else. But I feel like I am there with you that I identify. And it's hard to break away from, you know, the way you were. I was raised. Most likely your culture is very similar Mm -hmm. on that that end of, you know, it's like two different, very strong cultures not only the gender but also the cultural piece yeah. that keeps us trying to provide for everybody else before us <laughs> as, I agree. as humans uh but yeah thanks for sharing that and getting personal on that end um as we shift a little bit on back to the tech side is there any um uh, for example a productivity hack or anything that you will think that is a very underrated tool right now that you use and you're like nobody knows about these or anything you want to share on that end well technically everybody knows about it right it's 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 my calendar and i think everybody has their own calendar app whatever it is that you might use but here's the funny story when i first got my mac right my macbook um i opened it and i was looking through all the apps in it and i found that they have the calendar app right? Now, here's the thing. I was 18 years old. Was it 19? One of those. And I (laughs) did not probably have a lot of things going on in my life. And I was asking myself, who the heck used calendar app? I was trying to delete it to be honest with you. It's like it too much space me, right? in my computer. <laughs> I know, right? Who needs this? Like nobody needs it. But now, you know, I cannot run my life without my calendar, to be honest with you. I, I think you were the same way too, right? Oh, you yes. like live and die. I put my vacation, my travel time, <laughs> airplane time off, and then only exactly. book around it. 
you know, here's the thing. I recently learned that you can also leverage your calendar to really stick with a specific habit that you want to build. So if you create, let's just say, a chunk block of time for you to start using that time to maybe do meditation, right? If it's in your calendar, and if you also like me and Natalie, you know, we just live and die <laughs> by our calendar, put it in your calendar, right? Set it as um, free in your calendar so it doesn't really block um, everything else unless you really want that time mm-hmm. um, to not be disturbed at all. Then you can always make it busy. But if you see it in there, it's going to remind you, this is what you need to do right now. And I start like mapping out my day, to be honest with you, Natalie, mm-hmm. I would yeah. like map out from like, uh, I think pretty much from 6 a.m. until until midnight. I will map it out so that I know that, okay, I have this chunk of time to do X, this chunk of time to do other things, just so that at least I'm being realistic as well, right? Yeah. You have limited time throughout the day. You cannot be doing every single little things that you have in your head. And by the end of the day, you feel like you're not accomplishing anything. Mm -hmm. So be realistic about how much time you truly have in a day, map it out. And that will truly help you to just be, you know, realistic about how many hours in a day are you going to be using for certain type of tasks? I like that. I think that's a very underrated tool that everybody has and it's free. (laughs) Yeah. And then also with the visualization of your calendar by chunks. I think I read mm-hmm. in a book that is very helpful and useful because that's the only way that you you put that space in there mentally. Yeah. You can see it too. Uh, and then you know what it needs to get done there. And you don't, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're like, what should I do? Where should I start? No, you already have yeah. your pre-planned, not, not necessarily by tasks, like what exactly yeah. needs to go in each of them, but by category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I find that very, very helpful. You know, I even put like my lunchtime in it as well already. So I do not block anything else on my lunchtime, right? Have a dedicated time that you can truly feel um, belong just for you or maybe for your family, right? Or maybe if you have a dog that you always wanted to take your dog like out uh, for a walk between four or five, have that in your calendar so nobody else can, you know, claim that from your own schedule. I like that. Uh, do you have any um, forecast for your industry or yeah. the internet, you know, web 3.0? What do you, what do you see yeah. for the future? Oh man, <laughs> this is a really give, good question. Give us I mean, I'm, I'm in the web space, right? <laughs> I mean, we do website, web apps, all of those digital things all the time. And I cannot wait until everybody is on board with this virtual thing, because we, we, we already talked about this a couple of years back, right? About virtual um, AR, VR, those kind of things. But it's not until you know the pandemic that things are truly booming when people completely adapt to being remote. And it just accelerates everything in the digital space, especially like all the Web3 thing um, and more of these like virtual worlds. I'm personally excited in that. And I'm also excited with all things related to um, the NFT things. It, it's it's going to be an exciting, you know, I was new expecting you to say that as a creator. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. I would say all things related to, like, virtual experiences is going to be big, right? But not only that, the more customized personalized experience also going to be big we already are comfortable with 
many different apps that are catered to our own needs. And that's going to be a lot more of that in the future. And I almost feel like it's going to become the standard for many apps going forward, or even like any web experiences going forward. There might be going to be a lot more uh, personalized landing pages for a specific category of persona, right? Or even maybe a specific type of people um, for that landing pages. So, hey, I'm excited. Are you? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I feel like for the longest time, maybe 20 years, uh, the whole industry was pointing to hard skills and they left mm. all the creatives on the side, like, oh, creative, yes. whatever. Uh, <laughs> artists, artists, you know, you don't want to be a broke artist. When nobody ever gave it, like, give it a credit, you know, no, it was not something that you will emphasize or want to be. Like your parents will be like, no, go and be an engineer, hard skills. And now that mm -hmm. this NFT world started, I feel like everything is creative. Finally, the creators can actually come out and be like, hey, I matter too. And this is this is how yeah. I monetize my art, my, cre my creations. Yes. And I feel like that's huge because that's the main reason I even first went into tech as you know in my career because my mm -hmm. dad was like you should study this you should study that don't go to and I wanted to go on a graphic designer a photographer a creator and I kind of yeah. had to suppress that you know to 1980s my 2000s when I went into school but I was like why can't I just be a photographer a creator and now I that I see all that I'm like oh finally I'm able to use my skills that I've been suppressing for 20 years <laughs> and I and I love that because you're one of the creators I admire and I was like Thank you. It's gotta be a way, you know, that you can actually showcase. Yes. How, and how yes. it looks, the skill looks like in real, in the real life. I like that. I'm wow. excited. I'm super excited. I know. Me too. Right? <laughs> it's coming. It's like it's already yeah. here. We just need to get more of it out there and get more people, you know, participate in it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of our few last questions is mostly um, about. I mean, this question is the one I ask everybody because I, I like asking that to myself though if you can go back in time and talk to little Ari when she was 18 or younger what would, yeah. what advice would you give her I would definitely tell that you are not defined by your culture by your surrounding or other people's expectation you are you you can definitely do whatever it is that you want to do, whatever dream that you want to achieve. Go forward. Don't let others, you know, define who you are. You define who you are. That's deep. <laughs> no, it is because I feel like there's been, I think like when we were growing up, like we don't believe in ourselves because we don't know much of the world out yeah. there. So having that advice, you know, if actually I couldn't, I couldn't know that when I was 18. I'll definitely leverage it because even I'm, maybe if I if they tell you when you're 18, you don't believe it, you know. Yeah. Until you go through the motions of growing up. That's true. But, I agree with but you. But hearing that, it's it's awesome. I think it's definitely take time for us to really look at who do we really want to be, right? Because for so long, our parents would tell us what to do, our culture would tell us or define something specific in our. You know, behavior, this is things that are acceptable. These are things that you shouldn't do, you know, how you behave and things like that, or even all things related to, you know, um, e equality for um, loving somebody, right? The all things LGBTQ, that was not something that you can even imagine is going to happen or being accepted in the world 10 years ago. So I would feel like, I think we are so defined by other people's or our predecessor expectation. Yeah. 
And that truly hinder a lot of our creativity and honestly, what we want to be. I like the definition of that. And growing in, in Chicago, at least my, you know, latest part of my life, I feel like that has been yeah. able, I've been able to absorb that and believe that because one thing is hearing it and one thing is absorbing it and be like, yeah, yeah. this is for me. Cool. So thank you so much for your time today. I love I love the um, advice and the and the tools that you provided on the how yeah. you know and uh, and about seeing yourself as a brand and also your brand aside from you you know it's not like you are your brands when it comes to your mm -hmm. company and having that separation um, and also the mix of you know how you define yourself yes. and the brand separate from each other. Uh, where can listeners find you online? Uh, what's your website handles for all the social media <laughs> stuff? I'm everywhere. And you know that, right? So if you want to find me, you can easily find me. My name is Arik Shurtak. So A-R-I space K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-K. Mm -hmm. um, you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram. You can also go check out my website at Cicalofia. The short link that I have for my website is cklph.com. Oh, perfect. That's a shortcut because I was, <laughs> I was have trouble <laughs> pronouncing. And I think the last, last, last question will be um, if you can nominate three women that should be in this podcast uh, that yeah. you know personally or you, you know, from the media, which, which three women will that be? I would totally recommend Kelly Page if you haven't already, right? Yeah, love her. Um, I would also, you know, recommend two other women. Um, I'm thinking right now. I believe her name is Valerie Tren. She used to be part of Mistech as a member or things like that. Um, she's in Thailand, I believe, right now, working on a lot of cool stuff on female um, health-related projects. And the other thing that I would also recommend would be Kung Pik Liu. Um, she's my partner in creating another initiative around femtech so i think she would be a really great resource to add in here awesome thanks for the the nominations and we'll be reaching yeah. out to them i know kelly she's in the list already <laughs> hopefully she can we can have find a time together and yeah. the other two that you recommended thank Wonderful. you so much uh thanks for your time um best of luck in everything thank you natalie <laughs> until next time bye bye Oh,